problems with ADD and ADHD. There's no screaming, no fighting, no frustration. The Total Transformation is the program I've used for over 30 years to solve even the worst behavior problems. Your child will listen to you again, and you'll get peace and sanity back into your home. I guarantee it. Call now and get how to turn your child's attitude around in one minute or less free with your order. 1-800-360-0391. 1-800-360-0391. Call now. 1-800-360-0391. 1360 WKAT North Miami the talk of the town 1360 WKAT Hi, I'm Rich Rothman and here's a great opportunity for all of my listeners who are attorneys, CPAs, physicians and dentists. You know, now you can borrow up to $625,000 including lines of credit, term and vehicle loans at exceptional rates and terms. Introducing Total Pro financial lending packages from Total Bank, especially designed for attorneys, CPAs, physicians, and dentists. The best, easiest, and fastest financial assistance you could ever wish to have, whether you have an established practice or you're just starting out. And with Total Bank, it's minimum paperwork and 24-hour pre-approval. Just visit www.totalbank.com for all the details. Or you can call Ivis Leon at 305-476-6273. I'm going to tell you again, that's 305-476-6273. And remember, easy lending with Total Pro from Total Bank. Apply today. Total Bank. Member FDIC. It might be as simple as a water heater that bursts and floods your home. It could be as devastating as a fire that destroys your home. Either way, you need someone to represent you to make sure you get the maximum compensation from your insurance company. You need someone who knows how to prepare claims accurately. You need someone who can help you get a prompt and equitable settlement. You need East Coast Public Adjusters, one of the largest and most dependable firms in the insurance industry. East Coast Public Adjusters will be there for you every step of the way. From the initial evaluation and throughout the preparation of your claim. Sometimes people settle claims with their insurance company only to realize they're entitled to much more. East Coast Public Adjusters will help you reopen your claim and try to get you the money you need. If you've suffered damage to your home from flood, fire, lightning, wind or smoke damage, or even theft, you need East Coast Public Adjusters. Call East Coast Public Adjusters today. 305-441-0882. 305-441-0882. Or on the web at eastcoastadjusters.com. Headquartered in Coral Gables, the International Trade and Business Development Division of Enterprise Florida provides an array of programs and services to Florida manufacturers, export intermediaries, and professional services providers in conjunction with a network of trade and economic development partners around the state. Enterprise Florida can assist your business growth into the global market markets with export counseling, overseas trade missions and exhibitions, Team Florida missions, special trade enhancement programs, qualified international trade leads, export finance, the Florida International Services Network, the Florida Trade Partners Alliance, international investment services, the international office network including Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Germany, Israel, Japan, Mexico, South Africa, Spain, Taiwan, the United Kingdom, China and the Czech Republic. Enterprise Florida, helping to take your business overseas. For more information, call 305-808-3660 or visit us online at www.eflorida.com. No name is more synonymous with success than Miami Dolphins owner H. Wayne Heisinger, architect of three Fortune 500 companies, including AutoNation and Blockbuster. 
Buster. This renowned entrepreneur has brought his unique business approach to the classroom with the Heisinger School of Business at Nova Southeastern University. With a faculty of real-world leaders and a curriculum based on Heisinger's entrepreneurial ideals, the Heisinger School of Business offers the rare opportunity to learn the ropes from someone who's climbed their way to the very top. Apply now at nova.edu slash business. Do you own a business outsourcing your accounting? Then call the accounting and tax experts at TNJ Tax Service. For over 30 years, TNJ Tax Service has been preparing taxes for South Florida companies and individuals. As enrolled agents with the Internal Revenue Service, the pros at TNJ Tax Service can represent you or your company professionally to the IRS. Have challenges with your company's bookkeeping? Then call TNJ Tax Services. QuickBooks certified. TNJ Tax Services can provide training on QuickBooks for any small business. If you need monthly or quarterly bookkeeping services to handle all of your payroll and business needs, then you need to call TNJ Tax Service. Located at Taft and Flamingo in the Pillbox Plaza. Call 954-432-1700. 954-432-1700. TNJ Tax Services. Seaboard Marine is an ocean transportation company that provides direct regular service between the United States and the Caribbean Basin, Central and South America. Seaboard Marine's success in the region for nearly 25 years has enabled it to expand into new markets, now serving nearly 40 ports in over 20 countries. Seaboard Marine's facilities include a private terminal of nearly 70 acres at the Port of Miami. Seaboard Marine carries more cargo to and from the Port of Miami than any other carrier. Although this facility complies with and exceeds all governmental security mandates, it operates seven days a week, 365 days a year, a unique convenience for its customers. Seaboard Marine serves these routes from Miami, Bahamas, Grand Cayman, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Eastern Caribbean, Haiti, Jamaica, North Central America, South Central America, Venezuela, and the West Coast of South America, including Peru, Chile, Bolivia. Seaboard Marine, a trade leader in the Western Hemisphere. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL, customer service is back in shipping. Live from Atlantic Radio Network in Coral Gables, Florida. Wow, look at you. Have you been working out? This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT. Welcome back. And um, I, I guess that the, the pecs that they were talking about were on Craig Setzer. That's what that woman was talking about. Because we know Craig works out. Hey, Craig, are you there? Oh, yeah. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm locked in the studio, and all I see is a, gl- a glass booth with Wanda sitting in it, and I have no window, so what's going on outside? Is there any weather? I don't know. I'm locked in a glass studio <laughs> with uh, concrete bricks around it. Holy shoot. Get on the Internet. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> no, there's some pretty good storms over in the uh, western part of Miami-Dade County. They've been just, you know, that summertime kind of hit and miss stuff that uh, that we usually see this time of year. Well, you think, are we going to have more activity? Last week, and you said we were going to have a nice, nice weekend, and generally speaking, it was. You were right on. Uh, are we going to have a little bit more activity this weekend than last weekend? I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be kind of a repeat of what we've seen the last few days. In the morning, not much going on. In the afternoon, stuff will pop up. It may rain on you for a half hour, 45 minutes, and then it falls apart, and something pops up someplace else. So uh, if you know, you're know you in a position where you can wait it out for a half hour, it should be okay. So are, are we still on track? Are we still being okay the way things are right now uh, out there? For the hurricane season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Everyone, don't say it too loud. Don't say knock wood. Yeah. Well, we're looking pretty good right now. We're in this August lull. Kind of thing has cooled down. The uh, the tropical waves that were coming off of Africa have been coming off fairly far north, which is good because it's pretty cool this time of year. The water is farther north, so they don't develop. And uh, right now the Caribbean's quiet. There's a little weak wave that could bring us some more showers on Monday. 
the Gulf is quiet, and uh, most of the Atlantic's quiet. There's one wave way out there, but it's not going to bother anybody. So right now, so far, so good. You know, maybe one of those typical years that I think everybody remembers where about after the 20th of August, it really picks totally in. picks up. Yeah, that's a scary time. September is always scary for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like September. I cancel vacation plans, cancel my plans with friends, cancel my family, I cancel everything. Well, I was up in um, when uh, Katrina hit. I was in Vancouver, and I looked out, and I, and before we left, I said, you know, because I wouldn't have left my house. I live on you know, in the port, and um, in Fort Lauderdale, and I said, you know, there's nothing out there. Let's go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Vancouver. We're gonna do this. We're gonna go to Jasper. It's gonna be great. I get in Vancouver, and they say. A storm's going to hit on Thursday. Katrina's going to where the heck did that come from? Yeah. That was like a quickie, man. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of our, you know, in all seriousness, that's our, our worst-case scenario. It's something close by that develops quickly that we have little time to prepare for. Well, those, yeah, exactly that. And that was, in my case, I was, you know, my neighbor, I don't know why, he's such a good guy. He actually put my shutters up for me. Oh, that's nice. You know, because I know shutters. I mean, there were, most of them are Lodens. The other ones are individuals, but... Uh, and, and you're missing barbecue grill and all the other stuff you had on your patio was no big deal, right? <laughs> no, he, he, listen, this is amazing. This is like a South Florida story. They put, he and a couple of guys put everything away for me into my garage. I was stunned when wow. I got home and I saw everything there. Wow. I was just blown away. The goodness, the, the great fellowship of those who live in South Florida. It's rare, but when you find it, it's a good thing. Ah, uh, it's a bloody good thing. Uh, so, okay, so Craig, we had a cool weekend. What are the temps going to be like this weekend? It's going to be another hot one, especially tomorrow, just like uh, today, mid-90s. And, uh, you know, I mean, everybody, this is, you know, this is kind of our winter time where you don't spend a lot of time outside unless you're going to the beach or something and try to stay in the AC and then uh, come fall in about four or five months, you know, you can go back outside again. It is hot, I'll tell you that. But you know what? I don't see a lot. I have not had a lot of rain. We live over in, uh, uh, near the Fort Lauderdale Beach. Yeah, that's we a just, dry, We don't have a lot of rain. Yeah, that's a little dry hole there for some reason. And there's, there's one kind of near Coral Gables, too, where... You know, the Fort Lauderdale Airport is showing that it's below normal for rainfall, but you look at the rest of Broward and everybody's got puddles everywhere. You know, I'm driving home. I come up I-95, and, and by the way, I haven't hit anybody yet on those new <laughs> express lines. We're going to talk about that later. You're doing good dodging those cones, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, what? the funny thing is, going up the, last night, a guy was towing some cars, you know, with a big well, 18-wheeler car. He decided he didn't want to be in the express lane anymore. <laughs> he just, I, I was stunned just before the Golden Glades. He goes, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Bam! He goes to the right, knocks over those, you know, stanchion thingies. He didn't give a darn. They're gone. They're history. Well, you don't have a lot of time when that thing ends. It's kind of like, time's up. Time to make a decision. Either well, you're yeah. It's, 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 so anyway, so I'm driving north and I'm looking, wow, all these storms, you know, going out over, looking out west as I go over the, the, the loop, the, the upper loop on the, uh, gold, that ridiculous thing. Yeah, anyway, I hate over, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then I get home and it's sunny. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I gotta put water in my pool. Yeah, this is you, like nuts. You somehow have a protective shield over your house. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, just, I have no idea. Well, listen. Sorry. Right, so we have a good weekend. We're gonna get a little bit more rain towards Monday. Good weekend. A little more rain towards Monday. Maybe not as hot on Sunday. We might get a little more of a of kind of a sea breeze coming in, so that would break the heat. But uh, but right now, still smooth sailing now into the first weekend of August. So that's good. Well, we wish you a great weekend. We want to thank you so much from WFOR, Craig Setzer. Thanks. Same to you. Take care, man. Bye. Well, that's it. We're going to have uh, Pat Catania sitting in the uh, studio with me right now, uh, joining us. And uh, we're going to be talking to him throughout the next hour. And uh, But wait a minute. First of all, I want to get to something. Um, uh, do, you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you have a, like a seasonal thing with, this, with adjusting? No, not really. Then when a hurricane's coming, people aren't panicking or anything like that? No. No, it's grab not. their insurance policies, which I'm finding out are useless sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they pretty <laughs> much know what they need to do. 
you know, we're living in South Florida. Yeah, this is, we know it. We got it down pat. We can take four in a season, just like that. It, one every, well, we had that one every 10 days. You don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't. You don't have a choice. It's like, you know, sit down and enjoy it. Right. You know, wait for Comcast to go out. Okay, listen, <laughs> I'm going to talk. Let, let me get my, my stuff over here. Get uh, your notes. Hey, your talk notes. for a second. I got to go over hey. here. Hey. Oh, by the way, you might want to check out the website, therichrothmanshow.com, where you can stream us live. Also, podcast. Take us any time and listen anytime you want. I'm back. On iTunes. I'm back. I just He's had back. to get my file. I just moved things around, and I, I put something somewhere else. We were talking, uh, you know, as, uh, our mantra happens to be energy. That's something yeah. we talk about. We are very, very, very pro doing things, and I'm very pro-America. I mean, that's my, my bottom line is, and... and uh, and we've had this conversation about General Motors, and we went back and gave a little history over the last few months that in the old days what was good for General Motors was good for America. And if you thought about it, the size and the depth of General Motors, uh, the number of people it employed, the number of companies that serviced, the number of people that sold, the number of the people who fixed uh, in the community, the banking relay. I mean, it's a really, it's not just GM. The GM is iconic for one you know, vertical name of a company. But then same thing with Ford and the same thing with Chrysler. I mean, these are... These are mega corporations that really help make America in its industrial state going, transferring from an agronomy-based society to an industrial-based society that really exemplified, you know, the, the uniqueness of America in, in the uh, 20th century as we migrated from the 19th century. And we'll get some college credit on that next week. But having said that, um, we have, uh, a, I'm very excited to be able to have uh, somebody from General Motors uh, on the show with us today. And we have uh, Mary Beth Stanick. Did I say that right, Mary Beth? Yep. Stanick. Okay, terrific. And uh, and we're very excited. First of all, wow, uh, GM announced a $15.5 billion uh, second quarter loss. But, of course, part of that is a lot of charge-offs. And, and, and I, I, I once sat with Rick Wagner and had lunch with him when he was in town a few years ago. And we were discussing... Uh, the problems with the unions and the benefit packages and the things that you're really saddled with going forward, which really hurts the company. But on the other hand, I also had conversations with Rick and some of the other folks that were here uh, on on all the things that uh, the exciting things that are happening at General Motors, and I'm and I'm very excited for you. So first of all, Mary Beth, what's your what's your position? What are you doing? At, and I know it goes back for many many years into the 80s. So you've really seen General Motors go through some changes. But your responsibilities are, let's fill in the blanks so the people understand who you are. Yeah, I actually am in the both the public policy and the R&D division. So I'm working on environment and energy issues and advanced propulsion systems and working to ensure that they're getting commercialized. So let, let me give you an example. Sure. We did a lot of work with the flex fuel vehicles. We're continuing to roll out more and more vehicles that can run on alternative fuels and also gasoline or a blend of them both. So we work to get stations in, including South Florida, all over the country that are selling the 85 to reduce CO2. Now we're doing a lot with Project Driveway that's deploying 100 fuel cell vehicles across the country, again, working on the hydrogen infrastructure. So there will be a day in the future where you'll be able to drive in a, you know, an emission-free vehicle. The only emission is water vapor, and you can pull up and fill up with hydrogen gas. So those are the type of things I'm working on, including uh, kind of the volt infrastructure issues with our team. It's a pretty expansive team. So, so the thing that bothers me, I... When I listen to people get so negative about, you know, General Motors or Ford or whatever, it, it upsets me because I know you folks are trying to do and you are doing the right thing. And and uh, let's go back to some of the the flex fuel discussion for just a little bit because we've had a number of folks on the show over the last few months discussing. George Philippidis has been on the show. Ed Glab's been on the show. 
We've had um, the head of the biofuels industry in the United States on the show just two weeks ago. You know, we've had a, a, a gentleman who's building a refinery in Florida to uh, create uh, biofuel for diesel. Uh, and then we had a retailer on, one of the few retailers actually selling biodiesel in uh, in Miami-Dade County, Broward County area. So can we just talk a little bit about flex fuel? Because that really is, you know, some people are saying, well, we shouldn't be drilling anymore. And we'll, we can have that conversation in, in a little bit, but which I'm in favor of drilling, by the way. But let's talk a little bit about the alternatives. And and it looks like your company is really, and, and, and you're not an advertiser, so I can say this, is really taking a strong lead in, in trying to go to that next level and move from fossil and move into new alternatives. And how does Flex Fuel fit into that? Well, you know, it's, it's, I think people would be surprised, but there already are over 7 million flex fuel vehicles on the road today, globally. And what, what, let's, let's define, what is a flex fuel? Because remember, we're dealing with a lot of people out there that don't understand everything. Sure. It's, it's, a, it's really, it's an you know, internal combustion engine vehicle, but it all, and it runs on gasoline, which is predominantly E10 in the United States and soon to be E10 in Florida. But it also, what it means is it can run on a, a different combination of fuel that's primar- primarily ethanol. And so essentially what you have is you can either fill it up with something refined refine crude into gasoline or you can fill it up on fuel that's made domestically. And in the future, that will be fuel made from waste, which is something that GM's invested in. We actually um, have an equity stake in um, two biotech firms. One's called Coscata and one's called Mascoma. Both these firms have affordable biotech technologies that will take waste. And I mean waste, you know, municipal waste, mm-hmm. ag waste, mm-hmm. wood waste and convert it through uh, microorganism, microorganisms into fuel. And, you know, again, if you can get that for a buck a gallon production cost and then add a little bit of transportation and markup, there's a foreseeable day where we're going to get fuel from waste for about two bucks a gallon. And that's one of the investments in the bets we're making. We've seen brilliant um, growth in, in Brazil as a result of ethanol being on the market through sugarcane, you know, as their primary Well, source. you know, that's, that's George Philippides' whole uh, mantra right now. And he's been on the show three times, Wanda. Is it about, about three times yeah, he's been on the great. show? Yeah, he's great. He's, he's very is, savvy he's, in the subject. He's very, he very is good. so hip in this. But, but you're right. And, and I find it startling interesting to me that when uh, people – uh, I don't want to know whether you're a Democrat or Republican. That's not where I'm going with this. But when the Democrats say, well, we will not have drilling, we will have alternative technology. Okay, great, fine. Now tell me what that's going to be. Tell me how we're going to do that. And then tell me why we have such a high tariff, 54 cents a gallon, against the ethanol that Brazil wants to bring in. And, of course, Brazil yesterday said they want to bring a lawsuit at the WTO, which is kind of ironic they should say that, um, and, and try and get their products in. Because if you could bring in more ethanol, would that not have an almost immediate impact on our ability to uh, transit ourselves? Well, you know, I think we're actually producing quite a bit domestically, too. I, you know, I, one thing I can tell you about Brazilian ethanol, there is plenty of market for it. There are so many people who are looking to stretch a gallon of gasoline. We're not the only ones. You can imagine, you know, countries in Europe and, and all over, even in Asia, are looking very seriously at Brazilian ethanol. For us, I think, you know, largely that tariff was originally put in place so our industry could grow a little bit. And I think there will come a time where that will be revisited Although that's really not our role per se. Our role per se is to make sure there's plenty of vehicles out there. Right. So when these things come about, you know, you're, you're, we have a very large fleet, and no one can say, well, there's not enough vehicles. Like, in, like if you look at in Georgia and Atlanta, uh, when we talk to retailers and we talk to the ethanol folks about putting in the 85, we have over 50,000 
flex fuel drivers in Atlanta. So, you know, you can put in a retail station and you're going to do pretty well because, you know, we've got a lot of volume. We let our drivers know when these stations go in. That's exactly what we did in Miami. When that station went up, we um, kind of did a five-mile, ten-mile ring. We had thousands. I think we had about 10,000 drivers that were already in flex fuel vehicles, Chevrolet products, GMC products. We let them know they're using the station all the time. So we can make it real for the retailer. And this is what we're trying to grow. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, the price isn't right and this and that. We're seeing price differences of 40% less already in the Midwest and some places like Indiana. And, again, if you move towards – For know, the for the flex fuel, for the ethanol. For the 85. Yeah, so, I know, saw a lot of that when I was out in Kansas and uh, Oklahoma and St. Louis area. I spent about seven months on some projects. And there are a lot of, lot of flex fuel out there. They're really so you know again it's a young industry here in the U.S. but certainly not young in other countries so you know we got to grow it we got to get the terminals worked out we got to get you know a little more rail and a little more pipeline here and there but you know this can be a vibrant market pretty soon. Well, okay, so flex fuel is, is one area that that we can do some good stuff in right now. Right now, we have first of all the technology is not brand new. We've known how to do this for right. for many many very years. Very dependable, very dependable. And and it keeps money here. We're not transferring the wealth and treasury of the United States to the Mideast or other places where it could be used against us, which seems kind of uh, you know, oxymoronic. But okay, so flex fuel great. General Motors, you make a how many different vehicles do you make that can take a flex fuel? Uh, right now we're we're marching towards um, 18 vehicles. So you know we we've even and which brands? Which brands would oh, they be? Oh, Chevrolet, GMC, even Pontiac, Montana, in Canada and Mexico. But you know we even have a Chevrolet HHR now that's out on a four cylinder. A lot of folks have said, hey, you've got it on your eight cylinders, six cylinders. When are you going to get on four cylinders? We're now you know getting them on four cylinders and expanding. So Impalas and Avalanches and Tahoes. A lot of the, our popular brands all are flex fuel already. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Diesel. Diesel. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I, I know you it's have diesel elegant, engine. Yeah, it's an elegant fuel. It's great fuel. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've got biodiesel, which is what we were talking about with uh, Sean O'Hanlon and some other people that were here. So um, you have diesel engines that are going to be able to take biofuels as well. We do. Right now, the fleet can take a B5, you know, a 5% blend in our medium duties. You know, our larger trucks can take up to B20. Uh, one of the issues we've had with biodiesel, and I have to give the biodiesel trade organizations really good credit, is there's been some inconsistency in the fuel. Um, it, you know, depending on the input source, a different type of chemical comes out. So we're waiting for more consistent fuel types, and also we want to make sure that the fuel in the field doesn't gum up or get sticky. And I have to say this is being addressed, but we're not quite there yet. So. Um, biodiesel is a great fuel. You blend it with diesel, it absolutely makes your diesel fuel cleaner. We add some um, different materials to our vehicles, uh, such as urea and different things, to clean up diesel to you know make sure that the, the diesel runs really clean now. So it is a really great choice. And as you know, diesel gets great range extension, you know, great MPG. Diesel well, yeah, and um, and and uh, we we had a conversation about Mercedes Benz what two weeks ago, one to three weeks ago, when they announced they were going to. They made an announcement. I can't remember which week it was. It's in the last two or three weeks that um, in seven years from now they're they're off of uh, petrol. They're they're going to be starting as a matter of fact in '09 and '10 those cars. They're going to be offering more and more diesel engines, more and more diesel acceptable cars, and and diesel engines that can take a multitude of fuels that that will make it work better. Uh, and I presume that you know it, it it's sort of like diesel's a darling of the industry. It is at the moment, and it is a great fuel. It's really, really great. But I, I have to put a little caution on it, though. There is some refining limitations here in the U.S. Uh, you know, we have only so much capacity, and capacity expansion for diesel um, per plant is, the, is in the billions of dollars. 
So although it's great, we have to manage the size and the growth of it to make sure that the price doesn't shoot up. I think you've seen some pretty high diesel rates lately. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's come down, though, a bit in Florida. It's yeah, come down a bit. Are they still pegging the gas? Or are they? Um, so we've seen diesel go higher than uh, the gas peg. So I think it depends on the market. But I, I still think it's a great fuel. I think the products that we have and others are having, you're going to see more and more diesel um, opportunities and, and offerings out there for sure. So do you think eventually you may even put diesel in a, in a car like, uh, by the way, your Malibu is an adorable car. Yeah, it's a great car. It's, it's, it's a, a sexy, car. i got to tell you, it's a sexy car. It's very hip. It's it's right out there, and it's very Euro-looking as far as I'm concerned. Would they ever have a diesel in an engine like that, and a car like that? Well, certainly. Certainly cars are being looked at. For, for At least for General Motors right now, we're focused on trucks, but that's always being explored. What we're doing with the Malibu and some of the Saturn products is we're making them hybrids, affordable hybrids. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get um, pretty good fuel economy because they're lightweight and they're aero and they've already have, you know, they get over 30 right now. So then you add the hybridization to it, it and jumps you it. get 20% better fuel economy. Sure. So that's one way to do to account. Let me ask you a quickie. And at what point does a hybrid kick out and the, and the engine kick in? Is it about 40 miles an hour or 50? Uh, it depends on the vehicle. It really, really uh-huh. does. But I would say that's a pretty good range right there, absolutely. So if someone's doing city driving, Right. I mean, a hybrid's great for city driving. It is. My a God, you could hardly ever start your engine. Yeah, you know, that's true. And I think maybe your your listeners may or may not know, but up until the point we introduced the two-mode, you really only had hybrid savings in the city. You didn't get any on the highway. Right. So people buying hybrids on the highway, they weren't getting the savings. But now with, like, a two-mode, you get city savings, and you also get uh, additional savings at freeway speeds as well. Okay. Now, I have to tell you, I think the Volt is just going to sell out. I mean, don't don't you get the feeling oh, yeah. that that car is the just going to redefine General Motors? Yeah, the buzz is really hot, and you know, I have. It's to a hot car, Mary. It's a gorgeous car. I want one. <laughs> it's great, and you know, a little inside baseball. The program team that's doing this—they are incredible people. They're some of our best engineers and our best leaders and our best thinkers. And it's seven days a week, day and night, and they're on it, and it's joyful work for them for sure. Okay, so let's real quickie. Uh, the Volt is a is a battery powered car. You're calling it a battery powered car, electric powered car. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because one of the confusion uh, that's out there is is it a hybrid or what? No, it is an electrically driven vehicle with an right. extended range. One of the things we really learned from EV1 when we had you know our electric uh, vehicle was there was a lot of range anxiety. People loved the car. It was lightweight. They got about 70 miles you know to a fill up. But, you know, they worried because when it was out, it was out. So with the Volt, what you have is you have an electrically driven vehicle. You can go about 40 miles or so purely on the battery. Then we have a small range extender. It could be E85. It could be diesel. It could be gas. It doesn't matter. That will actually take you, you know, hundreds more miles just by driving that battery and keeping it charged. So you're going to have – it will have – because I read up on this. You will have a, a small – was it a three-cylinder engine? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty tiny. Yep. Yeah, I don't think it's turbo. It's not. Tur- is yeah, you know, I'm I, I'm not sure if it's a three-cylinder. Come to think of it, but it will have um, a very small. Yeah, it'll have a little small engine. Uh, it's not really. It's a motor more. So, if you want to look at it this way, it's actually being driven by, you know, electrically driven by the battery. But right. it's a real tiny, tiny displaced. You know. See, and that's the difference that in the hybrid cars that we were talking about, the engine kicks in and it runs the transmission. In this case, it really the the engine really supplants the the energy in the batteries, and the batteries run the engine. Am I right? It's starting to sound like Al Gore. The the battery is is running the drivetrain. I mean, that's what's keeping the vehicle going. (laughs) Well, that's very cool. Yeah. It's got to be a very quiet riding car, I think. It will be a very quiet riding car. And, you know, we're noticing that with our fuel cell vehicles, too. They're so quiet. One of the things we found with our Project Driveway, we have 100 vehicles in the fleet right now, 
is that um, when people turn on the car, it's so quiet, they keep turning it on and on and on because they don't hear anything. And this is great user information for us because what we learn from that is that, you know, we may have to put something in there that says car is on because it's so quiet. Well, yeah, and, and that's, that's yeah, prevents them from getting run over, by the way. It's, you know, like an Audi experience. You put it in gear and you run over your, your kid. That's awful. But let's go back to this for a second. So you've got the, uh, the Volt. Uh, that appears in about a year and a half from now? Well, we're targeting 2010. And, you know, the vehicle is great and all the work around it. You know, our, our concern, of course, is always the battery. We, we need to make sure that we get a lot of good batteries out there and that, you know, they're reliable and they're durable. So it's really the battery technology that we're, that could be a timing issue, but so far, so good. So are you on target for that? I mean, are you guys feeling good about it? We are, but you know, again, uh, we're, we're, we feel great about the vehicle and the drivetrain and all the electronics and software. But you know, we do have to see you know some much larger scale battery rollout. You know, mu you know, batteries really deployed, really commercialized, really you know on an, on a line. You know, truly being manufactured that are very dependable and reliable, and that's really what we're looking at right now. Well, I think it's I think it's terrific, and I can't wait till we see them down here driving around because I think it's going to sell itself. Your production run's going to go out. And you know what else? You did a really good thing for Flint. And I know we got about 30 seconds left, but you're, you're putting a plant in Flint, Michigan, right? Well, you know, I'm not sure what the current state of play is with the plants. You know, um, you know again, uh, that's not my area, so okay. I just don't want to comment on it. But I will tell you, we are targeting the vault for Hamtramck, which is in Detroit. And so, you know, that's really good for the city of Detroit. Well, it's good for Detroit, and evidently they, they did release a piece today. GM did state that... Uh, the, uh, that the, the Chevy Volt's range extender generator will be built in a brand new plant in Flint, Michigan. Oh, good. 530,000 square feet and cost $326 million to put it together. So I'm very happy for you, and I'm very happy for the people in Flint. I know that they've been suffering for years, and this is terrific. This is wonderful, and we look forward to all these cars coming from you. Hey, well, thanks for all the time today and, you know, letting us talk a little bit about what we're doing in the area of energy and environment. Appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. All right, you too. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to come back. It's Pat Catania. We're talking insurance. We're talking, uh, you know, uh, a, a new product that you've got that's going to revolutionize the whole business. Pat's very quiet about it, but this is exciting. We hope so. It's going to change the world. Okay, we're going to be right back. This is Rich Roffin, 1360 WKAT. Do not go anywhere. If you wish to become an effective team member in the Six Sigma process and desire certification with the Six Sigma Green Belt, then you need to enroll in Florida International University's Six Sigma Green Belt Certification Program. This program will run Tuesday evening, September 16th through December 16th, 2008. Add value to your skill set by identifying root causes and generating solutions to eliminate them. This course applies to anyone in the organization who will be part of a Six Sigma process improvement project staff, line supervisors, managers, and directors in such areas as manufacturing, operations, customer service, engineering, logistics, sales, quality, and purchasing. This course is important for you and your organization. For more details or to register for the Six Sigma Green Belt program starting September 16th, call Florida International University at 305-348-4217. Pizza Fusion, America's greenest restaurant, is now open in Weston, saving the earth one pizza at a time. Pizza Fusion serves a gourmet and organic menu of pizza, focaccia sandwiches, wraps, desserts, beer, and wine. All Pizza Fusion items are served in their purest form, untainted by the artificial additives such as sweeteners, pesticides, preservatives, and hormones. Enjoy our fresh salads, breads, dips, wraps, and pizzas 
All made to order upon your request. With specialty toppings like goat cheese, Key West shrimp, wild lobster, spinach, eggplant, feta cheese, and more. It's all organic, natural, and delicious at Pizza Fusion. Come in today to Pizza Fusion at 2378 Weston Road in Weston and build your own pizza. Call 954-641-5353 for more information. Pizza Fusion in Weston. Saving the earth one pizza at a time. The Port of Miami is the second largest economic engine in our community, providing an annual economic base of over $16 billion and over 100,000 jobs. These are high-paying in-demand jobs, very much coveted by other cities and ports throughout the Americas. We're fortunate to have this business, and of that $16 billion, international trade and cargo at the port accounts for over $13 billion per year, a significant fact, as well as a significant economic impact for all of us, the Port of Miami, working to enhance and contribute to the economic success of our country, further reinforcing Miami and South Florida as the gateway to the Americas. A new terminal that is larger than some mid-sized U.S. airport. The new Miami International Airport. A new 350-space ground-level short-term parking lot. The new Miami International Airport. The only U.S. airport with sleep pods. The new Miami International Airport. The international gateway to the Americas with more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined. The new Miami International Airport. And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport savoir faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move towards the future. The new Miami International Airport. You know where I'm spending my next romantic evening out with my wife? At Biltmore Carl Gables Miami, a golf and spa resort. Maybe we'll start the evening with a five-star dinner at the newly opened Fontana Ristorante, enjoying their authentic Italian cuisine prepared by renowned chef Gaetano Accione. Or perhaps we'll dine at the acclaimed Palm d'Or restaurant. Zagat called Palm d'Or one of the best restaurants in the country. South Florida's best restaurants are at the Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami. On Thursday after dinner, we could really enjoy Biltmore Unplugged. Live jazz music poolside at the Cascade Bar and Grill. Fine food and live jazz is awaiting your next romantic evening at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. Visit www.biltmorehotel.com for more information or call them at 1-800-747-1926 for reservations. The perfect night out is at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. It's South Florida's newest and freshest talk show. And now for something completely different. This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT. Okay, thanks. We're back. It's uh, 5.35 after the hour, 35 minutes after the 5 o'clock hour. I know you're on the road right now. Uh, let me just do a real quick hit for you, and it's very important because our new client, World Trade Center Miami, has joined us this week, and uh, and I want to just make sure we understand a couple of things that are really exciting happening. The 11th, uh, 11th America's Food and Beverage Show, which happens to be the largest America's-focused food and beverage event in the hemisphere, will open September 24th through the 26th at the Miami Beach Convention Center. This can be offering international buyers and sellers three action-packed days of unparalleled business and networking opportunities. 
It, it attracts, it's expected to attract about 5,000 retailers, distributors, importers, food service professionals, and exhibitors from across the United States and around the globe. And the 2008 America's Food and Beverage Show is a proven gateway to new products and global F&B trends of the future. Uh, in fact, over the past decade, the show presented by the World Trade Center Miami will support, uh, with the support of the FAS and USDA, has generated more than $200 million in sales for exhibitors and attendees. And that's what it's all about. The whole point is, uh, as the World Trade Center is our criteria for success is simple. How many deals were made? And uh, this is going to be a very exciting opportunity. There are a number of things that are new uh, for the, uh, the uh, 2008 rendition of the show. Uh, three new pavilions in response to buyer demand include wine, equipment, and kosher. Adding even more excitement is the expanded organics and natural foods pavilion, the annual America's Chef competition organized by Le Cordon Bleu, College of Culinary Arts. Uh, the new product showcase and return of the hot toe case parade and exclusive signature event saluting South Florida's top chefs. Hey, listen, you need to get involved in this. If you're anything to do with the food and beverage industry between here and Tegusa del Gapa, uh, registration for the 2008 America's Food and Beverage Show is now open online at uh, americasfoodandbeverage.com or by contacting the World Trade Center Miami at uh, 1-305-871-7910. Of course, if you're in Dade County, no one is necessary. For additional details on the 2008 Food and Beverage Show, uh, visit the AmericasFoodandBeverageShow.com or contact Helena Meisel, that's J-M-E-I-S-E-L, at WorldTrade.org. And her number is 305-871-7910. The World Trade Center Miami, producers of the 11th America's Food and Beverage Show. Don't miss it. I was there for the first one years ago. It's unbelievable. And not only that, you can eat your way and drink your way through the show. So we're sitting here right now with Pat Catania Yay. from East Coast Public Adjusters. And he has been so patient because he, uh, he's been sitting here for almost uh, about 40 minutes. So bless his heart for doing that. Pat. It's like a live studio audience. Really. Yeah, it is like a live studio audience. So you've got something. I know that we touched on this after the last show when you were here a few weeks ago. But you have a product that is unique. And it isn't, you know, East Coast Public Adjusters is really for the local market, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. But you've got a product now that's going to revolutionize the industry. And what is that all about? Well, it's, it's called My Smart Claims. And it gives the insured the ability to look at what their actual claim is worth. When an insurance company issues you an estimate, you have absolutely no way of knowing if it's correct or not. The You're, average person has no idea. It's a leap of faith. They don't even know if their their policy actually pays them. Right. I mean, we've had this conversation. Right. This is one of the this is one industry that ignorance will kill you. Oh, absolutely. You know, so you come in, you say my windows are no good, and some guy says, well, I'm going to give you X dollars. And generally speaking, the average Joe out there doesn't fight it, do they? No, they don't, and they have absolutely no idea whether that number is correct. So what we're what we've done is it's taken a few years and we've put together an a program that's run off of the internet and it's going to ask you questions and ask what the insurance company said they were actually paying for and you'll put that information in and after working with it for about 40 minutes or an hour it's going to spit out a number and a full estimate of what they owe you Wow. So if someone, let's, let's give a, 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 for instance. Okay. So someone can understand. All right. They got a problem. First thing they do, go to their computer and they go to what website again? MySmartClaims.com. All right. MySmartClaims.com. Correct. That comes up. They log on to have to register an account with you or something. Yes. So you yes. can communicate. Right. Okay. Got it. So you do that. Then 
What are they going to, what are they putting in? The claim that they already had, a previous claim? Right. They can do it. They can go back five years in the state of Florida. But right now, if it, if it was a, an ongoing claim, they would have the insurance company's estimate. And the insurance company's estimate has all the information they need. It's going to give them the dimensions of the rooms. It's going to give them the rooms. And it's going to tell them what the insurance company wants to do. And it is going to have the ability to take that information and convert that into what it's actually going to cost to do the work. So then what do they do? They, it also is going to spit out something called a proof of loss. Ah, now I remember I did that with All you. Right, that's true. Now that, that looks like a pretty legal document. Yeah, it's, it's a standard document in the industry. What does a proof of loss mean? It's what is it? letting the insurance company know what you believe the loss to be worth. And by law, they have to respond to it. The policy is going to state whether, whether it's a 30, 60, or 90-day proof of loss. They have to respond and tell you either they're paying this loss or why they're not going to. Okay, so they, they, they file this proof of loss on this site. Right. Right. That, and I know that had to be notarized. Right. I had to get now, my notarized. You'll print the estimate and the proof of loss and instructions on what to do with okay, it. Okay, then you send it off. Right. goes to the guy. All right. Do they interact with your folks in any way? Do they ever talk to a live person? Absolutely, there's no need for no it. No need for that. Absolutely none. So this then goes to their insurance company. Right. And that gives them a myocardial infarction. Right, they say probably. It, it yeah. does. They grab I? their chest right. and they fall. Only if they're men. If they're women, it may be somewhere else. Right. Women with myocardial infarction. I just sent this out the other day. You see, I sent one to you. Yes, I got it. Right? Eggs, Women's eggs. heart attacks are different than men's. Absolutely. I never knew that. Right. They don't grab their chest and fall. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, my my ex-wife would grab a credit card. Anyway, so all right. So having said that, so they they file this, and then the now the insurance company then it gets sticky, I guess, or doesn't it? Well, why should it? it it's what they're actually owed. The numbers that are the, the numbers that the system uses are the same numbers the insurance company does. So do they have? Do they file a backup or something like that? Do they ask for you know give me give me your reasons, your what fors? No, it's a, it's actually there. I can give you a great example. Yeah, I want that. That's exactly. Okay. That's why people are going to come and do this All with right. you. When an insurance company says that they're going to paint the door, they put down paint door $13. When in reality, to paint that door, you have to remove the door, remove the hardware, sand and prep the door, paint the door. You may have to replace the hardware. Reinstall. Even if it's not. If it's just painting the door. Uh-huh. They have to reinstall the hardware and rehang the door. How can anybody argue with that? As long as everybody understands that the original premise was paint the door, to do it correctly, you have to take it off. And when you ask, why are we taking the hardware off? So you don't get paint on it and ruin the hardware. Why but that's the correct way. That's what my painter does. Absolutely. Why remove the door? How do you paint the bottom of the door if it's not removed? Right. Which you're going to want to do that because right. you want to seal it from the elements. Absolutely. But you get swelling if it's a wooden door or you're going to get moisture in a metal door. door. Correct. Yeah, well. I, I understand that totally. So, okay, so they send that off and the insurance company accepts it or doesn't accept it. And you're saying if it's within the realm of believability and it's right, right, then they really don't have grounds to stand on it to say no. They don't. The best thing they can do is try to negotiate with you something okay. off of what. The uh, originally they had decided to pay on that claim. 
So how did you, let me ask you this, how did you come up with this thing, Pat? Is this your invention? Yeah, pretty much. So how did the Pacatania of the world come to this one? Well, I, I, I thought about it and said, well, why couldn't we do this with a computer program? The insurance companies have programs that do this. Uh, and they use right. them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they use them. They're, they're just very cumbersome, and you have to really know what you're doing to use it. And as the computers picked up in speed, the thought was, well, why can't we let the computer know what the questions to ask are, and from those answers, formulate what the estimate is. So did you have, did you have to write the software? You had to hire programmers oh, yeah, or something? No, it's not something that I could have done. No, not really. So how long did it, from start to finish? Now you're operating, right? right. It's running. We're up and, and running. And you're real right. excited about it. Yeah, You're very, jazzed on this. Very okay. much so. Cool. So how long did it take you to get this up and running? Uh, the program itself took about two and a half years to do. Wow. Yeah. And wow. It was, it was real interesting. Two and a half year journey. Right. A lot of, you know, programmers are expensive. Yeah, very. Yeah, I know that. I did a project uh, with a group out of Philadelphia, and and they spent millions to do what they're doing for Internet Protocol Television, and they were and they were embedding in things that you would see on your computer, movies that you would see on your computer, Internet Protocol Television, right. that you can then respond to, and it tracked what you were doing, the psychographics of what you were doing, right. and it's warehouse and all this other stuff. So it's expensive stuff. So you have a lot invested in this, thing. right? And and when did you break with us? Uh, five weeks ago. Five weeks ago. Yeah, we went live five weeks ago. And and how did you how did you get the word out, Pat? Well, it just starts. It's, it's, it's grassroots. It's just starting. Interesting enough, um, we have about thirty five hundred hits on the website already. What's really interesting about it is about eight hundred of those hits are from insurance companies. Right, because we had this conversation. Oh, yeah. You know, it, insurance it's, companies don't like you. No, well, <laughs> they're, they're going to dislike this maybe even more. And and they, so they're going to give up. They're going to transfer this power. I mean, well, they they try to control the power in these deals. And they do. Well, yeah, they got the bucks. Yeah, absolutely, they've they got do. the juice. Right. Yeah, no, there's some Wanda, they got the juice. Remember that? Okay. Yeah, and so all right, so there, so you came out with this, and and um, have the, any of the insurance companies talked to you? No, they're they're not doing that yet. Right now, they're trying to figure out what actually to do to uh, how they can thwart it. Well, how to work <laughs> with it somewhat. Uh huh. Uh, there there was that book that was that just came out from Good Hands to Boxing Gloves. Right, I read it. Right. Well, the McKinsey Group is the one that uh, actually formulated the plans for the insurance companies how to increase profits. Otherwise known as Darth Vader, for those of you who want to understand McKinsey right. Group. They hit our site three times already. So there are, you're a discussion. Oh, I'm sure. You're in play. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Right. They're going to do one of their 22-page PowerPoint right. presentations. I think it was 200,000 yeah. pages of PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. they're going to have that with the little watermarks so right. nobody else can use it. How to screw this up for you. Right. Because well, you're a threat. Well, I'm sure. Yep. But you would think this is, you know, this is really a good thing to do because people are, uh, there's a real hopeless, un, unknown area that you go to with insurance. Right. I mean, that's the one thing I learned. Sort of that young couple that was in the book that you gave me, right. and they, they did everything right, and they got screwed. Right. And it took them years to get recompense. Well, eventually, it if it's done correctly, it plays out correctly. But, but, but people really don't know. So... Um, now, what if they go to your site and, and, and they do have questions? And they, I mean, they really sometimes people need a handhold because it always has contact us on all these right, sites. Right. So, what do you what do you, what type of a backup do you have for these folks? Well, it 20, it's twenty it's twenty four seven with emails, and they'll get a response. 
Oh. Oh, yeah, no. It, but, but it's not that hard. The, most of the questions are not technical questions. They're questions about can I reopen this claim or you know, things like that, as opposed to the, the, the computer program itself is very, very, very easy friendly. A user friendly. You have to hire special people for this? Mm, or this falls into? Not really. No, <laughs> it's not adjusting. All we're doing is allowing you to take information and present it. It's the same information that's available out there to you, and the, the computer now is smart enough to uh, help you assemble it. So it's not adjusting? No, it's not at all. So it's a different process than what I'm doing with you right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Of yeah, no, absolutely. Mine's pretty involved, I think. Right, it is. All right. But it's good. Right. And what, you know, and it's a nominal fee. It's $300. And if it, you don't get more money back from the insurance company, you get your money back. Oh, wait, let's, let's go through that again. Okay. This is like a money-back guarantee. Oh, thing. absolutely. Oh, this is terrific. My, my, my family would go for that. Right. So, all right, so they sign on, $300, pay with a credit card, finished. That's it. Okay. Now, they go ahead, they follow the forms, they do the business, they send it off. Uh, they're asking for another $1,500 on something like a door. Right. All right. They settle on $920 more. Right. They look it up, they check, you know what, you're right, you should have taken it off, but you put it on a on a workbench, paint it, do it right, let it sit, maybe even seal it with something, so forth. Okay, great. Uh, but that, then, if, but if they get stonewalled, can that happen? No, not really. Not really. No. Then chances are for them not getting their money uh, are pretty slim. Pretty slim. So this is like a sure thing. This well, is a good thing. Not a sure. There's no sure thing in right. the death and taxes. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Right. All right. So. Um, so you've had so this is something only five weeks out there, right? And um, so when you you have to maximize then your your website, you have to maximize the search engines for your website, right? We're just, we're doing that now. Yeah, that's important. We're doing that now, but we've got a, a large you know group to to take a a look at it. You know, there's 29 million claims every year in the United States. Oh my God. <laughs> How much money is exchanged? Uh, billions. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, just, we were looking at something the, uh, today, as a matter of fact. There's a white paper that was out that somebody is claiming that the insurance companies have overcharged every homeowner $400 every year. For what? For premium. For premium. And it was interesting. I, I haven't read the complete uh, white paper yet, but what? If you look at that, there's 120 million homes in the United States. Times so that do the you're math. talking billions upon billions of getting close to a trillion dollars. Which is why when you read this book that you gave me, I lose my mind. I perfectly everyone. What's the name of this book? From good hands to boxing gloves. Yeah, from good hands to boxing gloves. Go out. Go to Amazon. You don't even have to go out. Just go to Amazon. Go look it up. And and I read it. And I did. First of all, I mean, I'm not an insurance guy. You know, but I found fascinating because I, what I found fascinating is the is the evilness of this whole industry, how so much money is being accumulated and what small percentage comes back. That's really not nice. Huh. It's an interesting industry. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting industry. So here, you, if you have an opportunity to uh, to um, number one, understand your rights as they're explained in your policy, which is really in Greek anyway. You know, it's just you know. I got seven years in college studying English, you know, and I, right. I got to read it. Like, I'm like, let me see, what, what does that word mean? I don't know. 
I got to call Pat. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be happy to know that those policies are now <laughs> written in what they call plain talk. Plain talk. Right, plain talk. Plain talk. <laughs> well, it's sort of like, and then you get the response from the menu that says stupid, stupid, stupid. Right, right. You know, we don't want, we're not doing. In fact, who are you? Right. Like in my case, I have to prove I own my house. They've been taking my money for years. Right. But they got to prove that I own my house. Well, Pat, this is terrific. So you've got this thing going. You're going to maximize it out. If someone were to Google you eventually, they 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 find it anyway. Oh, they'd hit it now. They hit it now. Right. So you're you're cool for that. Right. But what you want to do is when they go to the search engines, you pop up and like number right. one. Right. That's that, and exactly. knowing you, Pat, that's going to happen soon. That's what we're striving yeah. for. Yeah. You because know, Pat Catania doesn't lose. I just want you to be aware of that. He is. He is. I just I want you folks to know that he is my Superman. He and Dan O'Death. They're my Superman because I leave my house when the bad people come. And I, I trust Dan with my house and Pat. So I want you to be aware of that fact. I trust these folks with my home. So this is a great thing. The name of the program again is? MySmartClaims.com. MySmartClaims.com. Check it out anyway. Even if you're not going to use it today, right. you never know. Right. You know, you know, this is hurricane season for God's sakes. It's going to hit us. We're going to have stuff happen. I didn't even realize what happened last time the storm came. I'm, I'm very pleased with what's going on with me. And here's an opportunity for you to do it all on your own, on your own speed. You don't have to get involved with a bunch of people. And do these people ever, by the way, do they have to come to the house again sometimes? Yeah. Oh, with, with, your, with the uh, my, with my smart guns, yeah. The adjuster's going to want to come out and, right, he's going to want to look at exactly how that happened. Take pictures and right. stuff like that. So, right. uh, so be prepared for that. Right. You know, but nothing's easy in life. No, it's you know, but not. this is pretty, pretty seamless yeah, for someone. It is. So that's kind of cool. All right. Well, Pat Catania, East Coast Public Adjusters, where do they reach you? What's your phone number? 305-441-0882. And you got the uh, website. MySmartClaims.com is the one you want to go to. That's the one you want to go to. That's the, that's the newest thing for Pat. Maybe in about six months from now, I'll come up with another idea after we go through some storm damage or something. The guy's very creative. He's a very inventive genius. So I want you to be aware of that. All right, Wanda, this yes, is it. We're coming it. down to the wire right now. Don't forget about your birthday, Rich. Yeah, tomorrow's my birthday. And, what are you doing? Um, uh I think we're going to see Aunt Sophie. This is really scary. I just want you to be aware that my 99-year-old aunt, I have to go up there anyway. So um, uh, I'm not going to get a present from Sophie because she doesn't remember my birthday anyway. It doesn't make any difference. Maybe no, we're going to do that. We're, gonna, we're going out tonight. We're going to go do something tonight. But listen, I just got to tell you something I found this strange. This is, this is how sick my brain. So I noticed the other day that Dunkin' Donuts put out a press release that they're going to come out with light Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I don't, I don't It's like, wait a minute. First of all, I don't want to eat light at Dunkin' Donuts. I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts all the time. But when I go to Dunkin' Donuts, damn it all, I want a Dunkin' Donut. I don't want to have it light. I don't. I, in fact, I want the trans fats. I want everything that tasted as good as it was in the 50s because I don't give a damn. I am there. I don't eat it every day. But I read this press release and it said they're coming out so people don't gain as much weight. Why? You go there because you want to eat this stuff. Who cares? You don't live there. Oh my God! All right. All now, right. having said that, I am eating a lot of birthday cake this week. Oh, good. For that you. I will do. We'll have fun. All right. We'll see you next week. We had a lot of fun with you this week. Pat Catania, thanks so much for being here. All my guests, Mary Beth, it was great talking to you. Neil Asbury, enjoy Cape Cod. If you don't bring home and send home some lobsters, <laughs> I'm never talking to you again. I yeah. want you to know that. You have a lot of fun. Take care, Wanda. Have a good weekend. You too, sir. Bye. I'm just a devil with no spares. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. 
We'll be back next week, Thursday and Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., for more of the good... Like many revolutionary ideas, it just scared the establishment. The bad, the business. So I quit. This is The Rich Rothman Show. And I took it to the one place on Earth, crazy enough to give it a try. 1360 WKAT. It might be as simple as a water heater that bursts and floods your home. It could be as devastating as a fire that destroys your home. Either way, you need someone to represent you to make sure you get the maximum compensation from your insurance company. You need someone who knows how to prepare claims accurately. You need someone who can help you get a prompt and equitable settlement. You need East Coast Public Adjusters, one of the largest and most dependable firms in the insurance industry. East Coast Public Adjusters will be there for you every step of the way, from the initial evaluation and throughout the preparation of your claim. Sometimes people settle claims with their insurance company only to realize they're entitled to much more. East Coast Public Adjusters will help you reopen your claim and try to get you the money you need. If you've suffered damage to your home from flood, fire, lightning, wind or smoke damage, or even theft, you need East Coast Public Adjusters. Call East Coast Public Adjusters today. 305-441-0882. 305-441-0882. Or on the web at eastcoastadjusters.com.